as we would want to learn uh, a foreign language from a native speaker, mm -hmm. we want the deaf in this area to learn from a deaf person. Welcome back to Language Stories, a podcast discovering languages around the world and meeting the people who speak them. It's season two. We've flown halfway across the world from the Americas. And now for this season, we're exploring Southeast Asia. I'm Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages, a language-obsessed chica on the constant exploration of languages, no matter where I am in the world. And this episode, welcome to Da Nang, Vietnam. In the coastal centre of Vietnam, Da Nang is a city often overlooked by tourists to the country, with many visitors favouring breaking up the long journey between Ho Chi Minh and Hanoi with a stop in central Hue or Hoi An instead. All the H's. That said, the beach of this central city is under the shadow of hotels and semi-constructed hotels, many occupied by Chinese and Korean tourists, judging by the languages on restaurant menus in the city, that is. But we're not here for a hotel overlooking the beach. Instead, we're here for language stories. And in particular, to meet with Jeff and Nancy from Central Deaf Services, one of the first links I bookmarked when researching people to speak with for this series. My degree is in Deaf Ed, so I graduated from uh, University of Tennessee in Knoxville. So I was uh, a teacher at the high school level, uh, working with deaf students. And then I was not a uh, certified interpreter, but had some interpreting experience and interpreted when my students did a lot of sports activities and then even interpreted out in the community a little bit. So uh, working with the deaf has been a uh, part of what I've done and even a part of what Nancy's done for a long time. I have my, degrees, uh, my degree in music and then education. So I taught in the U.S., but always was kind of learning sign language here and there, picking up a class or two at a time. And then we met at sign language interpreter training put on by the state, uh, by the state we lived in, and then got married and here we are. <laughs> After working for years in the US, Jeff and Nancy took the decision to move their family to Vietnam, working to support deaf education. They opened Central Deaf Services, a school with a mission to educate deaf students so often left behind in mainstream education. But they don't stop there. So there's lots of people that you work with on the website from the children that we've seen, kind of preschool age to, to sort of school age and like families and things like this. What's the importance of including families and people that want to communicate, you know, in the wider community in terms of teaching them Vietnamese sign language? What's the importance of that? Super important. It's a challenge. Um, it's a real challenge because, you know, people have jobs. Obviously, in any country, parents are working. I think here, oftentimes, parents have to work. They're, they are trying to put food on the table, so there's not as much freedom to just take off and like go to a sign language class here and, or, you know, invest as much as they might want to in learning the language. But there's so many benefits for the child when parents are able to be involved. We have a van route that transports the kids to and from school every day, but on Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons, uh, we have parent pickup and offer a parent sign class at that time. So it's like parents are coming, it's an opportunity, hey, you just have to walk right over there and yeah. we'll teach you some sign language. 
but you can see the difference in the communication and the family relationships for the kids and the parents who are trying to learn. Well, I think the, the child uh, obviously loses out, you know, if the parent doesn't take a, an active role in learning, but the parent misses out too mm -hmm. because, you know, we had one student that went through like a whole sentence, you know, when her mom picked her up and I'm like, do you have any idea what your daughter just said? And she's like, no. So I think the parents miss out in that maybe they don't really see how bright their children are because they don't have an opportunity to communicate with them or understand them. Imagine going home from school and being really proud of a piece of art you made or a sports game you won or a maths problem you solved and not being able to tell your parents. I learned from Nancy and Jeff that deaf education is about much more than simply teaching children sign language and then teaching them everything else through sign language. In fact, when it comes to the teaching, over history, there's been nothing simple about that at all. Vietnam, historically, you know, it kind of comes and goes in waves, like, can, the, can deaf children use sign language? They can, they can't, they can, they can't. But I would say, generally, it's a safe statement to say that it's been, uh, the oral method has been preferred. You see that in other countries. Yeah, it's, well. that yes. is not unique to Vietnam. But whereas we would say, um, you know, we use a bilingual method and we recognize sign language as a deaf person's right, and it, that that is their first language and they have a right to use it. Uh, and then they, of course, they're learning to read and write in the national language, Vietnamese. But deaf children, you have to look at them individually. So if this child has just a very mild hearing loss, and are fitted with proper hearing aids and speech therapy, they may make great gains and have great success using that. But if you have a child that, you know, they've got a severe profound hearing loss and they have been fitted with hearing aids and they have tried speech therapy and it's, they're not making gains. We have to look, it's not a one size fits all and where we would uh, definitely say they have a right to learn sign language. Um, that's a little bit of a, it's, it's not culturally accepted as the norm. And so, you know, when we open, I remember that first year saying like many times, I feel like we are trying to sell air conditioners in Alaska. You know, <laughs> nobody wants to buy an air conditioner. <laughs> and that's not the only thing to think about when it comes to teaching sign language in Vietnam. There's actually three recognized sign languages in the country. The three major sign languages are Haiphong Sign Language, Hanoi Sign Language, and Ho Chi Minh City. A deaf person in Ho Chi Minh City signing with a deaf person in Hanoi, even though they might be using Ho Chi Minh City Sign Language, Hanoi Sign Language, they're going to be able to pretty quickly bridge the gap between the two languages. Um, and especially with technology developing, I mean, that technology is a deaf person's friend. Yeah, I think the central part has kind of been left out a little bit. I mean, you have the sign language in Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi and Haiphong. And here, it's a little bit, kind of a little bit of its own, but a little bit taken a little bit from here and there. Um, for example, the letter H. Uh, at one school here in the city, it's taught like this. At another school, it's taught like this. So even within the same city, the alphabet, which you think would be pretty standard, you know, it's a little bit different, so. Um, and part of that is, in the past has been because like, where if someone from Hanoi taught 
the person sign language, then maybe they use the Hanoi sign. If someone from Jimin City taught the sign, then maybe they learned that. And our teachers actually, there are four schools uh, in Da Nang that have deaf children attending, and we go into three of those schools, so each week, at least during the school year, um, two of the deaf teachers that graduated from Domna, they go and they teach all of the deaf children and the teachers of the deaf in those schools sign language. So what's it like for those teachers? In a moment, we'll hear the thoughts of a teacher at Central Deaf Services. But first, a word from our sponsor. Season two of Language Stories is sponsored by Lingora, the 100% free online language community where you can share your spoken and written language practice and get feedback totally free. Hop on to elingora.com and sign up. Next, submit an audio or written text in the language you're learning and then wait for the feedback. Of course, as Lingora is community-based, it's nice if you can take a minute or two to give someone else some feedback in a language you know already while you're waiting. And soon enough, there'll be some feedback on your audio and text too. This week, I used Lingora to practice my German. I found a transcript of an audio that I'd listened to and shadowed elsewhere, switched the verbs to talk about me instead of they, and published my new edited version on Lingora. And of course, I've had feedback to help me improve. Sign up at elingora.com now and post your own texts and audio practice. Thank you to Lingora for sponsoring this season of Language Stories. Uh, hello, my name is Fu. This is my sign name. I work in Danang for four years as CDF. The voice you're hearing there isn't Fu, but rather an interpreter who is translating my English questions to Vietnamese sign language, possibly through Vietnamese when we needed extra clarity. Ooh. So in 2014, Jeff and Nancy invited me to Da Nang to work at Sudan. I teach math, literature and many different subjects. I was keen to know what Fu's own experience was like in school. From two to seven years old, I went to school in Hue, but they use spoken language to teach deaf children. And I don't understand anything in classroom. I just play with the friend. Yeah, when I was 10, I went to Ho Chi Minh City, and the school there, they use sign language a little bit, but they use spoken language many. I didn't understand anything. And when I was 17, I know about the school in Dong Nai. It's new, it's open for that. So I started to go to Dong Nai uh, school, and I started with grade seven. So before, when the teacher you uh, word you, you spoken language, I didn't really get a lot of meaning about the word. But now, when I learned in Domnai school, so I understand. I was also curious to learn how Fu thought things had changed from her own school experience, not all of which was positive, to the current student experience at Central Deaf Services School. So uh, the 
the difference between the the school in Dong Rai when I were in there and the CDAT as CDAT right now is the teacher in Dong Rai they don't have a lot of experience with uh, working with deaf children and then the, the teacher from uh, America came and they have some training for teacher in uh, Dong Rai and, uh, and they have more experience to work with deaf children they learn some new methods so in my generation, um, deaf education not really good, but now it get better. Finally, Fu told me what she thought was the most important thing about her work. I think the most important thing is the deaf teacher and the deaf student make a connection. Uh, why? Because the deaf teacher will understand the deaf culture. Thank you. For many deaf and hard of hearing children, forming connections can be difficult, especially if their parents can't sign, which, as we heard earlier, is part of the work that central deaf services do, teaching sign language to parents and family too. But what about after education? Still inspired from our visit to Café de las Sonrisas, check out the season one episode on Nicaraguan Sign Language to learn more about that. It was an unexpected treat when we got to pay a visit to Happy Heart Café, a café in Da Nang staffed by deaf and hard of hearing employees. After serving us our refreshing drinks, Bin sat down with us and an interpreter to give us an insight into his life and experience working at the café. We started by discussing his experience growing up. Yeah, uh, I'm go to uh, uh, Lang Hy Vọng School uh, in Dan, here in Da Nang when I was 11 years old. Okay. Not Central Deaf Services? Uh, no. no? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and what was your experience like growing up learning sign language? After school, I go back hometown, but it's very sad there and no, no sign language there and no deaf there. So. I moved back to Da Nang and um, I worked in here then I learned uh, many experience. I learned the job, I learned to uh, skill guide and I use sign language and my language is better and now I have been for the deaf people support them. And I hope that one day I can support uh, many, many the deaf from my countryside where it's a very poor camp family so they can get, maybe they can find some job here in Da Nang. For a number of years now, Bin has been working at Happy Heart Cafe. So after uh, seven years school, so and then I finished school and I hear that the, some of my uh, dead friends say, oh, just come to Da Nang to looking for jobs. So that's why I stay here and looking for jobs and start working here. We um, opened the Happy Heart Cafe in uh, August. 2015. So we opened this uh, coffee to uh, hide, to support, and having the deaf people to come here to work in. I like the more of the happy heart that uh, I can work in with the deaf people and have them. And uh, also, we meet the new customers, welcome people come here every day, and we uh, like to service them and make them happy. And so, after our interviews, we packed up and left the city. Our time in Da Nang, leaving us with our own happy hearts, full of joyful children smiling, young people loving the work they do, and even our own sign names.
You've been listening to Language Stories, a podcast by Lindsay Does Languages. If you like what we do and you like video, then head on over to our YouTube channel where you can watch the sister video to this podcast episode. Just search Lindsay Does Languages on YouTube and on our channel, you'll see the playlist for language stories. Special thanks for this episode go to Nancy, Jeff and everyone at Central Deaf Services, including Fu and our interpreter. Thank you for letting us pay your visit that warm May day. To learn more, visit handsforvietnam.org. Bin, our interpreter and everyone at Happy Heart Cafe. To pop in, search Happy Heart Cafe on Facebook or TripAdvisor. And of course, to our sponsor for the series, Lingora, a place to share your spoken and written language practice and get feedback completely free. Visit elingora.com to sign up for free today. Be sure to leave a review if you enjoyed this episode as that helps new listeners find the podcast easier. You write the review and leave the rest to the tech robots. And finally, if you have a language story you'd love to share or if you know someone that does, get in touch. You can email me at lindsay, that's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at doeslanguages.com. That's lindsay at doeslanguages.com. I always love to hear from you. And as always, you can follow me in all the usual places, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz, and learn more at lindsaydoeslanguages.com. Until next time, keep learning languages and keep sharing stories. Bye.